0: This is Damon Albarn, and you're listening to Hallelujah Monkeys, the number one gorillas podcast in the world. Hello and welcome to Hallelujah Monkeys for the last weekend of August. My name is Dylan Flynn. And my name is Trevor Ickrath. What if we just play it cool and pretend like we've been here the whole time? I think we should.
1: I think I'm so tired of doing the scraping thing. We're like, "Hey guys, oh, I know it's been a while, but you know we're back." And, yeah, yeah. And so for all intents and purposes, let's just let's all like be fucking cool about it for once. Should <laughs> be
0: chill, all right? Yeah. This is a low key yeah. episode about some low key things. Let's all be human beings and respectful and not make a big deal out of it. Yeah, I mean, why
1: would you want to sour the mood when the reason we're here today to begin with is the fact that we have new Gorillaz
0: songs to talk about? Come on! Carnival! Right? Yeah, it's a party. Do you remember, Trevor? Actually, you know what? I'm going to save that thought. I'm going to save that thought for the roundtable. This thought is too good for the intro. It's too hot a take. you (laughs) got to warm up to it. Let's warm up with some news like we we sometimes want to do on this program. Oh, good news now. oh, gorillas news! It's so good to be able to share gorillas news with you. I, what do you think is the most common thing we've talked about in a gorillas news segment, Trevor?
1: Uh, I mean, I would I would have to say some like you know just the conceptually corporate
0: tie-ins. I mean, the corporate tie-in was common hard in phase four, but I feel like what's overtaken it in the in the years since. Uh, our playlist updates on Spotify. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: That's definitely in the top three. It would be, it would be corporate tie-ins, uh, Spotify playlist updates, and then probably what, like new apps that they've developed and yeah, subsequently or like immediately J- forgotten Jamie about? Jamie
0: Hewlett posted something on Instagram. Like that's yeah, your, that's yeah. your standard, but I'm glad, I'm happy to say we're right back in the comfort zone. There is a Gorillas playlist, a Gorillas Carnival playlist. Excellent. What's what's on that bad boy? Can you take me through it? You got the three new songs, uh, kind of spaced mm-hmm. throughout. Then you've got stuff from collaborators. You know, you gotta, you got uh a, 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 an, an AJ. What's his name? <laughs> you got the guys and the lady, and then you've also got some like classic, you know, Jamaican artists. UB40's on there. Just some some dance hall-y carnival vibes. Uh, that's there if you want to look for it. If you're
1: looking for some of those carnival vibes, despite the fact that the festival has been canceled for the second year running, hit up that Gorillaz playlist. Hey,
0: interspersed with some new Gorillaz songs. So that sounds like a great listening experience to me. Uh, Here's something a little bit more substantive, Trevor. On the 20th of this month, uh, the G-Foot line, Gorillaz uh, clothing line, shook the dust off, came out of its dormancy with a collection of high-end uh, clothing pieces kind of tethered to each of the band members. Like, Russell had a kimono shirt, and uh, 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 Murdoch had some kind of a jacket. Oh, uh, Noodles had her, her kind of cream-colored bomber jacket, Uh and there was some controversy around
1: this. Yeah, you and I were talking briefly about this right before we started recording. The fans were not happy about the prices. I believe was I what mean, the issue you was, know, right? It's,
0: it's like designer clothing prices. You want to get a Noodle satin bomber jacket? Guess what? You're going to spend six hundred pounds to do that.
1: Yeah, we're in we're in we're fully in hype beast territory by this point.
0: You're in Soho. You're window shopping. This is expensive stuff. To quote Philecudi, "Expensive shit" uh, mm-hmm. on the G foot rack. But some of, these, some of these kids in the fandom were not having it, Trevor.
1: Well, hey, to quote Fela Cootie again, uh, what are no good enemy? <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> So the as a result there there's been fandoms are toxic in general
1: and there's been oh, like Oh yeah, and I mean I mean the Gorillas fandom has a history of kind of, you know, getting out of pocket.
0: They are no exception to the rule. And they've been kind of select members, I'm not grouping all y'all in here, but select members have been like haranguing Gorillas personnel like how could you put out such expensive merch? I'm so angry at you to the point that uh Gorilla's sweetheart Universally beloved gorilla's cutie pie Shea Adelakin, yeah, couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I, if you're if you're harassing Shea Adelakin over anything, examine your life. In my opinion, I <laughs> uh, had to go on his Instagram story and be like, "Hey, just so you know, if you're harassing me about the G Foot line being so expensive, one, it's not merch; it's a clothing line. Two, I have nothing to do with that." <laughs> So you know, don't fuck with Shay Adelakian because you can't afford a Noodle Bomber Jacket, which, by the way, is already sold out anyway. So mm-hmm. you know,
1: whatever. I mean, hey, what are they supposed to do? Is like Damon supposed to let his family starve over here?
0: <laughs> There's only one other thing, and it's like hard to report on for a number okay. of reasons. One is that it starts. I assume
1: you're talking about the uh, the since abandoned gorillas NFT.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we can't, we can't
1: get through the, we can't get through this little freestyle news section without talking about that. We can, can talk we? about
0: that. Let's talk about it for a That second.
1: was, that was pretty funny when that happened.
0: So around the time that all this 20th anniversary Shiznit started getting <laughs> announced, uh, you know, there was a lot of things coming out of, of the more corporate side of the gorillas camp, the press release side of the gorillas camp. And one of them was like, you're going to be able to buy digital artwork, uh, and digital merch that's backed up by NFTs, uh, which I mean, NFTs,
1: which are like pretty famously by this point, maybe not anymore because I haven't heard about these things in months by this point, but we're at the height of the, uh, NFT hype cycle. All anybody was talking about was how bad these things are for the environment, right?
0: Yeah. Cause you need these big, crazy rigs to mine them. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the, the carbon impact of, of a single NFT is like, it's astounding. Which not a great look for a band like Gorillas, who have a whole record.
1: Yeah, a band that has recorded the album Plastic Beach.
0: Yeah, and so there was a lot of. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there was like outrage on Twitter, and then there were like a lot of funny memes as well. Uh, mm-hmm. I, think-
1: I think what it turned out to be, what we ended up learning, was that it wasn't Gorillas who had planned the NFT, but rather the like merchandising company that had the legal rights at the time to make merchandise out of the gorilla's IP. Is that right?
0: Yes. And since then I believe the plans for Gorilla's NFT have been abandoned because of the outcry. Yeah. So you Because know.
1: everybody has abandoned their plans for NFT by this point. I
0: could you could see Damon and Jamie signing off on something like that, not understanding the impact, sure. just being like, Oh yeah, we're like a technology forward band. We want all the latest mm-hmm.
1: We're working with we're working with Internet Explorer to build a wizards portal over here.
0: Hey, NFT phase one, phase two dot 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 question mark phase three holograms that's how it works yeah they're coming they really are coming we just got to hold on a little <laughs> guys, longer guys holograms 2022 i'm saying it right now
1: before it's too late before it's too late they're almost out of time thank thank god the nft thing didn't happen though because then we'd have to probably like you know do the unthinkable and cancel gorillas probably
0: Ooh, gorillas are over party no i've never
1: told you i've never told you about this though. but i actually have this big red button uh, that is enshrined in kind of like a glass case that I need to break in, in the event that we ever need to cancel gorillas and I'll need to press that gorillas are canceled button.
0: Well, I'm glad that you like that one guy who saved all of our lives during the cold war by ignoring a direct, uh, order to, to nuclear bomb America because of some weather balloons or whatever. I'm glad that you showed restraint. God, I am just like that guy. You're just He's like, just like me. You saved He's us just all. Like me. <laughs> you saved us all. Uh, here's a weird thing. So in three minutes from now, <laughs> as we're recording this, uh, Trevor, there's going to be something called the gorillas panoramic experience, uh, involved with the canceled carnival. That's not happening, but kind of happening in a digital way. I guess it's hard. It's to, in like three minutes. Yeah. 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 It's eight o'clock London time, which is two okay. two minutes from now. Uh, and so here's, I'll tell you everything we know. Okay. Okay, hurry, or else it's going to start. <laughs> Here comes everything we know. Uh, TikTok presents <laughs> Panorama <laughs> Experience Live, hashtag Carnival Ready, at NHCarnivalDNX at Gorillas. so that means the, the Notting Hill Carnival and Gorillas collaboration, today at 8 p.m. London. So that's all we know. Uh, <laughs> that there's something happening, I guess, on TikTok. In two minutes, we can't really report on it. I was gonna, I was
1: gonna save it for the roundtable, but I wanted to say the thing that I really do think that this EP is missing is some kind of like you know TikTok exploitable dance that we could get all the kids doing. Hey, that's a news, that's a newsworthy bullet, right? Uh, uh,
0: she's my caller has blown up on TikTok. Oh yeah, that's so funny. If you go on Spotify right now, it's still I think like the number two gorilla song on Spotify right now because like I don't know, kids are. I think actually, I think it's like. Big in the kink community, Trevor. I think She's My Caller is like a BDSM meme. I mean, it would be, right? If it's going to be anything. If it's going to be anything. But do you think that this yeah. will like, will this spill over into Damon Albarn being forced to perform She's My Caller at future Gorillas gigs the way that like On Men- Melancholy Hill became a fandom favorite?
1: I sure hope so. I feel like the fandom really did make On Melancholy Hill happen, you know? If you'll remember, remember the first time like Damon played that song after band came back he wasn't even singing it
0: yeah that's true he was like you guys sing it yeah i gotta go on genius and remember (laughs) Ooh, sorry i'm playing something in the background because i just wanted to see if that thing was live on tiktok but it's not on browser anyway hey we'll see maybe maybe we'll come back with an emergency episode tonight being like oh my god we gotta talk about the tiktok thing all i can say is it's a great time to be the owner of a Chinese uh, spy program for children. Uh that's it. That's all the news I got. You wanna you wanna get into this roundtable and start talking about this EP that surprise dropped out of fucking nowhere? Let's talk about meanwhile we play.
1: We play. We play. Thank you. Just like a carnival. Game. Just like a carnival
0: just like a carnival, Yo, just like a... I completely forgot about this song. Really, this this EP should have just been this song six times. Yeah, that would have worked. You know, remixes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could have done some dance hall ones. What did we, I, okay, so let, let me go back. The first I ever heard that this thing was going to happen, Trevor, was mm-hmm. like, what was it? Two or three weeks ago, I was hearing some rumors about like Damon doing these solo gigs for maybe that near the stream, whatever it's called thing, and uh, telling people that there was a new Gorillaz EP coming out that he was, it was in the style of the first album, and that it was uh, a commission for the, the Naughty Hill Carnival.
1: Yeah, I remember you like sending me brief text about texts about these things when it was happening
0: you never know with these things right because there's always a chance that that a rumored gorillas thing just will never materialize so you know sure i i feel like i was in no version of like the hype cycle being stoked and excited for new gorillas material and then all of a sudden we had new gorillas material yeah i mean
1: i wasn't expecting to hear from the band again until uh what are we expecting the next album to be? Are we still thinking it's going to be Song Machine Season 2? Good question. Whatever it's going to be. Good question. Yeah. There's
0: a chance this, Who knows? that Song Machine Season 2 is the thing. Maybe maybe Jamie's like deep in this Netflix thing. We uh, this, Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. But this showed up on a Thursday, which is weird. So weird. I think I think because
1: would that be the day the carnival was was going to start? Oh, that's a. You know what? Let's go ahead and say yes. I'm not going to Google. Let's say yes, but that to sounds that. like a good enough explanation. For <laughs> that me. sounds. The only there were two reasons. Okay, that was the day the carnival would have started, or Damon thought that uh, Kanye West was finally going to drop his album, and he didn't want to compete with that.
0: Spoiler alert: <laughs> that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, so
1: it has to be number one. So it's got to be number one. Damon would have had the inside info. Let's talk about what the Notting Hill Carnival is, though, because we've mentioned it on the show several times before I think but it'd be good to just like refresh everybody
0: you know what it made me think about Trevor and yes I know that the carnival has always been a thing that uh, that is kind of like orbiting the Damon universe it made me think of like one of the fir- one of the original great Trevor takes on Halloween monkeys way back in whatever 2017 when you described the feeling of a gorilla's phase as being like a big festival do you remember this
1: yeah, that was probably like the first of the many, many great takes that I, I've walked you through on this
0: program. The classic Trevor Ickraft mind-blowing takes.
1: Uh, I have so many fucking good takes, dude.
0: I like this. It's a good match to have a gorilla's yeah. carnival thing. You know, mm-hmm.
1: like you said, this has always, this is an event that has always like had its role in the tapestry of David Auburn's creative career, and it's nice that now we have like kind of like a whole little EP about it.
0: I would love, so I feel like you've maybe done the job of getting together, like, important moments where the Notting Hill Carnival has intersected with the life and career of Damon Albarn.
1: I did. I did. Just before we get into that, though, just to give a little background, uh, the Notting Hill Carnival is an annual Caribbean Carnival event uh, that has, like, taken place in London every August since 1966. And it's basically like this big multi-day street fair organized by members of the... British West Indian community and like it typically attracts around like two and a half million people each year which makes it one of the world's largest street festivals
0: and it's it was a huge like important uh, gateway to kind of intermingle Caribbean music and West Indian music into the British culture Uh, Which, of course, resulted in things like the two-tone movement in bands like The Special. So in a way, if there wasn't a Notting Hill Carnival, perhaps there would have been no Gorillaz. You know, there's kind of a ripple effect.
1: Totally. Uh, And the Carnival is held on the streets of the Notting Hill area of Kensington, which is in West London, which is uh, home, of course, to not only Gorillaz Kong Studios, but to Damon Albarn himself, who's lived there since 1990. He specifically lives in Westbourne Grove, which I think
0: is the main area in which the carnival typically takes place. He loves the he loves the vibe of Notting Hill, and I'm sure the carnival's got a big uh, plays a big role in that. I think we
1: last touched on the Notting Hill Carnival. This might have been the first time it really came up in the show uh, when we discussed his solo album Everyday Robots, specifically while talking about the song
0: You and Me. Right, yeah, his the big crazy centerpiece, like the big multi-sectional yeah. centerpiece uh, in the middle of that record. Damon is on record uh, in
1: an interview with Uncut, I think, as saying that You and Me is a song about this enormous residue of energy that hovers around for a few days after the event is over. It's a post-Carnival apocalypse song.
0: Yes, of course, of course. Okay, so mm-hmm. then that goes into the pantheon of Damon Albarn music about the Notting Hill Carnival
1: yeah absolutely and we also can't neglect what an important role the carnival has played in the story of girls itself because after all it was at the notting hill carnival in the year 2000 yep that gorillas made its live debut Yep. assisted by none other than sweetie irie and a backdrop of dancing children
0: <laughs> that's at the carnival the famous fucking youtube video that you can go look at with the little kids dancing to the sweetie irie ed case refix of clint eastwood
1: And Dylan, do you know the name of the venue that hosted that event? No, hit me with it. Meanwhile Gardens.
0: Oh shit! It's all full circle. It's all tied into the tapestry. You see, beautiful. I know one more. I know one more big intersection of the Notting Hill Carnival and Damon Albarn, and it's very funny. Cool. Yeah, hit me with it. Okay, so 2011, uh, Blur, according to David Albarn, Blur recorded a single. To save the Notting Hill Carnival. Uh, it was an impromptu collaboration with the poet Michael Horowitz. Uh, and then he recorded it because London officials were going to cancel the carnival because of whatever, zoning things or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, and so in protest, Damon Albarn and the poet Michael Horowitz and the band Blur, so it's a full-on collaboration, made the single to try to save the Notting Hill Carnival. Then... Uh, the London officials relented and allowed the carnival to, go, to he- go ahead and blur scrapped the single and it's never been released. Interesting. That's some, that's
1: some deep blur, Laura. I mean, I'm a pretty big blur head and I'd never heard of that.
0: So that's like, it's like there's this whole, there's a whole like theoretical playlist of Damon Albarn and Notting Hill Carnival music. Very weird. Yeah. Sans one blur song that never happened. There's a lot of kind of Meanwhile, Gardens, there's a lot of kind of history oroborosing going on with this release, too. Uh, the cover of this EP features a big picture of Trellick Tower. Right. Which we've seen before on the uh, back cover of G-Side. We've seen it in the Tomorrow Comes Today video. It was also in the Sleeping Powder video. And importantly, mm-hmm. it is where the flat was that Damon and Jamie were living in when they conceived of gorillas. Wow, I didn't know that. That's a pretty
1: cool little piece of trivia. I, ob- I, I, I like obviously recognized that building from the back of G sides, and I think Jamie has even like posted something on his Instagram recently. That's like a an updated uh, uh, portrait of the band, like in front of the building. That
0: is, to my knowledge, the only official band art that is associated with this release is that okay. kind of like. Update on the uh, on the Trellick Tower G sides photo. Now th- let's look really quickly at the meanwhile EP cover.
1: Sure, because I-, I know like you and I were both kind of like initially a, a little underwhelmed by it. I would say
0: I think we were both like amused by the idea of. Because I mean, if you look at it, it's got two fonts. One of them is just an out of the out of the package uh, Courier yep. typewriter font, mm-hmm. and the other one is a copy paste of the Gorillas logo asset. Yeah, and then it's like a kind of just a, a foggy looking shaded picture of Trellick Tower with like some Jamie Hewlett affected clouds behind it. It does. I like the photo. Yeah, it just doesn't look like. A, an album cover from a band, one half of whom the partnership consists of a graphic designer, you know? No.
1: Yeah. And like the, the even like the placement of the font and stuff just screams stuff like graphic design is my passion.
0: <laughs> sure. But then do you see uh, on the right hand side of Trellick Tower, the, the one little flat has its lights on, Trevor? Yeah, I liked that touch. That's one of my favorite things about the photograph. I wonder if that was where their flat was. Oh,
1: that would be that would be a really cool little throwback, wouldn't it? I
0: I actually reached out to Cary Levy, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and he has not yet gotten back to me about that because I just wanted to say like, hey, is this was this where they were, you know? But that is kind of my headcanon: is that like maybe that picture of Trellick Tower is supposed to communicate like there's Damon and Jamie up in the middle of the night creating gorillas while like the rest of Notting Hill sleeps, you know? Very cool. Yeah. I would like that a lot. Anyhow, uh, I don't exactly know where Jamie Hewlett is in all of this because even that picture you mentioned, Trevor of the, of the band standing beneath the tower, uh, noodle has a patch on her coat in that picture that says no more gangs on it. Mm -hmm. And that is a, that slogan and that logo, uh, traces back to a piece of art for like an abandoned campaign that was uh, supposed to happen like after the now-now. There's one big picture of it in the Almanac, I believe, of like the band with Ace, like Murdoch and Ace uh, with uh, with that big No More Gangs logo above it. It mm-hmm. almost seems like that piece of art might be from that canceled like anti-gang campaign that, that gorillas were like supposedly going to be involved with that fell apart. It, it just kind of seems like Jamie Hewlett could not be less involved with this little release.
1: That's some pretty good detective work. i I guess we can only hope that he's busy working on some kind of Netflix project for the band or something, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, you you'd have to assume it's something like that. the The idea that there would be new Gorillaz content coming out with like such little to show for it visually is a little bit of a head scratcher. I mean, what else are you doing? What else are you doing? Maybe you're real, 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 real busy, and maybe mm-hmm. we'll finally see the fruits of that labor uh, uh, soon. Fingers crossed. On the other hand, though, I do like the kind of like, you know, I want it to sound like Phase One. You know, I'm I'm naming it after where the first Gorillaz gig was. Here's the picture of where we were when we invented Gorillaz. I like I. It's we're still in this mode of of Damon Albarn like warm and nostalgic for the project. And this feels like a release. That's very much a byproduct of that Damon Albarn.
1: Absolutely. And it's cool that it's happening while we're like pretty much like exactly 20 years to the day of like when all the gorilla stuff started popping off.
0: Totally in the press release that we got from, uh, our contact over at Damon's management, which by the way, she even said like, uh, so we don't have any lyrics in the archive yet, which Mm -hmm. just speaks to the fact that like this release must've been very fast, very informal. Yep. You know, even that press release makes a big deal of saying, like, this is part of the Gorilla's 20th anniversary celebration, which I think it really feels like it is. So I, I love that this is, like, in its own low-key way, been like a real year of Gorilla's. Theoretically, we're still getting that that uh, big phase one self-title re-release with all the extra stuff before the end of the year.
1: Yeah, we ha- we haven't heard any more details about that, right? I keep forgetting that it's even happening.
0: Theoretically. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see
1: what we get. It'd be cool if it just drops and there's, like, a ton of cool shit on yeah, it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Pictures of the monkey who played the bongos in the early part of the... <laughs> yeah. I want all of it. Do we, did we have a name for that character? Ooh, did we? I don't remember. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know, experts. Reach out to us. Somebody in the
1: Discord channel, drop a, drop the name of that character.
0: Yeah. In the Halloween monkey's Discord. Uh,
1: okay, Are, you yeah. want to
0: get into some Gorillatives and start talking about this thing?
1: Yeah, I feel like you might have said every one of my Gorillatives like as uh, like during the course of talking through how this like <laughs> thing has come out. But I'll just say them anyway. <laughs> sure, go for it. So I've got nostalgic, right? Uh, rootsy. Oh, nice. And spontaneous. And
0: spontaneous that's like perfect you perfectly yeah, I don't I don't think any of those
1: really require
0: any further explanation considering all the stuff too, because is great too because of all the there's multiple meanings of rootsy yeah it's like a real all. roots reggae thing like I think if uh-huh. uh I think if if the self-title was like owed a lot to to dub music like this owes much more to like 1970s roots reggae you know yeah
1: something something I intentionally wanted to do with my gorillas I should mention is that I wanted to have one gorillative that I felt like corresponded to each of the three songs and oh i, I say, love that meanwhile is very nostalgic jimmy jimmy is very rootsy and deja vu is very spontaneous love it love it mm-hmm. okay
0: here are mine i got three for you <clears throat> i've got unironic all right knuckleheaded okay <laughs> and cute
1: those are my three sure Knuckleheaded is a, a very good one because I, I feel like that word applies to several distinct moments throughout this uh this <laughs> definitely, whole project. definitely yeah
0: it almost feels like the energy that was that like kind of showed up in uh uh oh, god what was the name of the first song on song machine the first song we got from song machine rather
1: uh momentary bliss yeah, yeah. like that
0: momentary bliss energy you know real this... oi energy big and it, bruv it's... energy it's like really it's carried forward by the fact that this phase Damon albert has been rocking a full-on unapologetic mullet yeah man (laughs) he's looking weird lately it's great it's really good it's really good it feels like a really distinct aesthetic the way that he used to wear that dumb hat during uh, the good the bad and the queen well remember one thing that
1: has always struck like stuck with me uh since watching bananas was that he like shaved his head for like the first uh for the first album recording sessions, do you remember yeah. that he had that really tight buzz cut? That's what the mohawk reminds me of. <laughs> totally, I if it's an intentional throwback.
0: It all feels very intentional, and it, it plays into the unironic of it too. Like the mm-hmm. the the flavor of reggae music that was incorporated into the self titled Gorillas album was a very like cool, standoffish, you know, informed by '90s irony, like dubby, dark. Uh, zombie, <laughs> whatever, right? But there's fucking steel pans on this record, you know? There's yeah. there's like big bouncy reggae songs that that cool 2001 Damon Albarn wouldn't have dared put on a, a record. You need to get to like a post-Mr. Tembo Damon Albarn for him to have this much fun with the kind of Caribbean West Indy influence.
1: Yeah, it's interesting because I think that like this project is, is influenced by reggae in the same way that that first album was. But with the first album, it felt like Dub was much more of a touchstone, whereas this one feels a lot more influenced by uh, Dancehall, which is like admittedly a, le- a much less cooler variety of reggae than Dub is. Uh,
0: they also even I didn't put this in the news, but they even put out like some Meanwhile merch where it's like fucking straight up tie dye hoodies with the gorillas logo on it. Uh, that's fun, which is great. Cause this is definitely like, if you want to fucking get crunchy and smoke some weed, this might be the best gorillas album to do it to. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Do you, do you want to talk about the tracks? Do you have anything more to say about this thing in general? Just that? I think there's no misses here. I like all three of these songs quite a bit. The quality is, uh, for something so off the cuff and kind of like, you know, uh, no big pomp and circumstances. The quality is extremely high here. I like all of these.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's a very listenable and enjoyable, like, concise little project. I think we should wait till the end to talk about, like, uh, how we would personally rank the songs, but let's talk about each one of them and uh, see what we like so much. Okay, sure. Let's
0: start with uh, Meanwhile, the title track.
1: Hey, I don't mind change. I don't like hate. See when the sound system breaks system shit.
0: Go That right there you're listening to, uh, that rapper's name is Jelani Blackman and uh, he's a London based kind of like grind meets trap fusion rapper. Uh, it, the track also features uh, Barrington Levy who's like a real, a real mainstay of, of Roots Reggae. He's been at it for a fucking long time. Uh, he goes Levy. way
1: back. He like initially achieved success in like the late 1970s and He's, he's continued to make like a lot of like meaningful and well received contributions to reggae over the following decades.
0: It's not immediately clear everything he's doing on this track. I think it's possible that he's doing those little vocoder ad-libs during the verses, the, the, let's go, those things, or he might, he might just be doing the harmonies on those Meanwhiles, he might also just be there, I'm not sure.
1: Yeah, I am. I initially assumed that he was just doing the harmonies, but uh, after listening to it, I feel like, as somebody who has heard a couple other Barrington Levy things, it does kind of sound like him doing the ad-libs, too. And I think it's worth pointing out that Barrington Levy has uh, previously collaborated with a few other members of the Gorilla's family, like he has uh, collaborated with both Snoop Dogg and Dan the Automator. He and showed Dan up on the, the Automator, uh, weird. Yeah, he, he showed up on the second Handsome Boy Modeling School album Dan made with Prince Paul. I spent, people. like, no time with that
0: second one. It has some good. Tr- it has some good cuts on it. I like it. Also here, uncredited, doing backhoe vocals is uh, Georgia Smith of of what's that big song of hers? Be honest of Be Honest fame. Uh, oh, okay. She's she's worked with um.
1: No, I'm thinking of a different Georgia that has worked with girls in the past, right?
0: Uh, yeah. This Georgia Smith though did work on the Posthumous Phillicooty album, so there is. Okay. Or the, sorry, the Posthumous uh, Tony Allen album, rather. Did uh, we ever
1: find out to what degree Damon was? uh uh involved with that album like yeah, did he was produce just, the he whole just, thing? Or? No,
0: he just produced the the track that Skepta was on. Okay. Um, gotcha. Uh the Demon Strings members are all here, Isabella Dunn, Nina Foster, etc., uh, as well as the current Gorillaz live drummer, Femi uh, Coleoso, who took over for Gabe Wallace Jr. after he was fired uh, last year following those terrible allegations made against him. Uh mm. Actually, those allegations, Trevor. Did you know those were the night that we saw gorillas at the forum? Crazy. Yeah, I think I remember you telling me about that. Very, very cursed. Very sordid. Uh, Gabe Wallace out. Uh, Fela Colioso in doing some really laying down a real good uh, uh, rhythm track on this this uh, track. In my opinion,
1: I didn't even realize that this song had actual drums in it. I was too focused on like the the trap. Snares and the hi hats and stuff. yeah, you
0: got Remy doing all of the all the computery stuff, and then you got some live I, stuff going on behind it. I
1: wanted to say that I think this might be like the best Gorillaz has ever utilized that trap sound. Like totally. like they've they've kind of experimented with it in the past. I think like most recently on what, Dead, like butterflies? Dead Butterflies, yeah. But here it is just so locked in, and I think a lot of that has to do with uh, what what good of a performance Jelani Blackman is like giving over them. But they're just it sounds really good. Like this is. Uh, is doing Trap better than they ever have before.
0: Totally. I think that this is the most sophisticated thing on this EP. Um, I think it's definitely the most involved thing from a production standpoint. You know, there's a lot of layers here. There's a couple of things that hold this one back from the other two for me. Um, One is that I I feel like it's lacking some of the kind of over-the-top party energy that the other two songs really bring to the table. It's Uh, definitely
1: a lot moodier and more melancholy and wistful than the other two tracks on the album, for sure, I think. Which
0: is not necessarily a knock against it. Um, No,
1: and I think it must really be capturing uh, some of the emotions Damon is feeling after, like, you know, having missed the carnival now for two years in a row.
0: I do think that the other thing that this, this song kind of, like, holds it under the other two for me is that it feels the most like a kind of commissioned piece. You know, like it's—it's mm-hmm. it's pretty overtly a commercial for Carnival, uh, which uh, you know, like there's like straight up like you like Carnival if you don't get out of my way and like they're name checking Carnival throughout. There's like a—it it makes it feel just a little bit less kind of natural to me than the other two, a little bit less like earnestly expressive than the other two, a little bit more like a writing exercise.
1: I—I um, I, I think it. I actually think it rules that we finally have a gorilla song that is like just about cracking open a cold one with your boys.
0: I mean, that's cool, that is cool. What's better than that? I like Jelani a lot here. His monotone is very good. Jelani's one of my favorite things about
1: it. I I really like his delivery. He sounds very honed in, but he's also kind of like tossing his lyrics out in a way that feels very nonchalant and just kind of like effortlessly cool. I keep, the parallel that keeps coming to me in my head is that he raps the same way that uh,
0: James Caan delivers his monologues in the Michael Mann movie, Thief. It almost sounds like he's like treading close to like the, the, to like Lil Sim's quiet flow, you know? A little bit. Which, I mean, she's fucking exploded, Lil Sim. She's been like, holy fuck, she's like a massive star now. I think Jelani sounds great on this
1: one. I also think Damon sounds really good on it. I think you, when, when we had that like brief snippet of this one that was going around on TikTok, you said it sounds like he's kind of intentionally trying to make himself
0: sound younger. Yeah, he's like it's like he's trying to take some of the especially in that I, I think it's a really nice, sophisticated little windy Uh, post-chorus hook that he does. Uh, It's just the same as I thought it would be. It just sounds like he's trying to sing in the front of his mouth a little bit, get out of his rasp a little bit, sound like a younger version of himself.
1: I'm just so glad he's not doing everything through that megaphone filter anymore. Remember when that was like a constant thing? (laughs) Do you think... Like every time he was singing. How much of
0: that was a byproduct of him tracking a lot of his vocals on the iPad, do you think?
1: That's a good point, because that, you know, the, the... quality you get from the iPad, that kind of filter really can make it sound like you're not really recording it through that thing.
0: You know, now he's in Studio 13, he's got proper mics. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, all in all though, I think this is a great little moody piece. I understand completely why it's like the front and center track, especially that like this was a commissioned uh, project from the Notting Hill Carnival that like you'd want to put the big Carnival song right up in front and I think it's a, it's a really effective song.
1: Yeah, I think Talking about it as a carnival song, I think we would like be remiss in not mentioning that the song kind of has like, a, what I think is a really good drop at the end. Like when that synth figure that plays behind Damon's hook is like allowed to take center stage for a few bars. That's great. I really I really like the way Damon bends the notes during that part too. It kind of like gives it almost like an
0: EDM flavor, which really like invokes, you know, music festival vibes. Totally, totally, yeah. I think that the, the production is another big highlight here. Everybody's doing really good work. Uh, maybe like a little less immediate than some of the other stuff on this record, but I mean that's because the other two songs on this record are big, dumb pop songs. So Yeah,
1: it, it took me longer to warm up to Meanwhile than the other two songs on the album, but now
0: I, I really like
1: it and I consider it a real standout.
0: Yeah, it really got there for me too. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we talk about Jamie Hewlett? Jamie, Jamie. Jamie, Jamie
1: pressure on you, a laughing feeling, how it used to, Jimmy, Jimmy. No need to be
0: sad when the play your song. We get along. No huge shocks here in the credits. Pretty much uh, straight ahead here, we've got, um, we've got of course, uh, West London rapper, singer and producer, AJ Tracy, uh, whom The Guardian named one of 2016's best new artists and is best known for his legit 2019 viral hit, uh, Lad Broke Grove, which you can hear on that uh, Gorilla's Carnival playlist on Spotify. Cool. Uh, I think that AJ's verse here is fucking stunning. It's personal, it's confident, he's telling the story of his years as a teenager selling cocaine to survive you know, the pressure of city life in his youth and how that has transitioned into the pressures of kind of public celebrity and the music industry. It's one of the most like personally and personal and revealing verses on a gorilla song. Um, he also at one point, Trevor says, uh, love and hate are like Kenan and Kel, uh, which in my (laughs) opinion is a canonical intersection between the gorilla verse and the Nickelodeon verse, uh, So, do you think that means that any of the gorillas might appear in the upcoming video game Nickelodeon All Star
1: Brawl? Oh, that would be pretty great. I I also wouldn't mind if, in a future phase, maybe we like lose Noodle or something, and maybe like SpongeBob has to show up and play guitar. That would be pretty cool, right? Yeah, Uh, I did like the Keenan and Kel line a lot, and I do think this is like a really good verse. Uh, There's something about. A Tr- J Tracy's delivery, though, or maybe due to the fact that like it feels like he's a little buried in the mix, but it just doesn't grab me the same way that the Jelani Blackman performance on the last song does. I do think it's a really good verse, and like lyrically, it's really tight. But I don't know, something about it didn't jump out at me.
0: It took me a little bit to kind of like lock into it too. Like you said, he's not super hyper present in this mix. It's, he's mm-hmm. kind of like like leaning into the jam a bit. But once I locked in on the on the kind of the lyricism here I really really came to to love it you can you can make fun of me for being a fucking genius.com user or whatever but I I have a hard time seeing these Damon hooks as being anything other than a a call out a reach out to his his soul brother Jamie Hewlett you know yeah Jim, Jimmy Jimmy there's pressure on there's you there's pressure on you yeah Jimmy Jimmy no need to be sad when they play your song we'll get along it's just like it's so specific to their dynamic to me mm-hmm
1: yeah, it's an impossible... It's a read that is impossible to ignore.
0: <laughs> For sure. This is so clashy, this song, that it almost like reads more as a Good Bad Queen song to me than a... Than a phase one gorillas thing to me. And it's
1: like I could definitely see this one showing up on Maryland or something, maybe with some like slightly altered
0: lyrics, maybe. Especially with Damon going really hard on that guitar, the no 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 and it sounds like he's really trying to get Simon Tong's tone on mm-hmm. that guitar. It would not even be a shock to me if I found out that he like called up Simon Tong to be like, What's your pedal setup? I'm trying to get your sound on this track, like it's that it's that specific reverb sound that you associate with the Simon Ton guitar uh, when Damon's playing here. His playing actually sounds pretty damn good for a Damon Alburn guitar part.
1: Yeah, the guitar on this track rocks. The tone and the delay are both really good. I- instrumentally in general, I think this one's like a real winner because we gotta talk about
0: uh how Damon absolutely shreds on the melodica here. The melodica and then the steel drum shows up. Yep. Like that's it's it fucking jams, man. And it's got yeah. like a really good knucklehead hook. That's a great mm-hmm. knucklehead Damon Albarn with a mullet hook. Jimmy Jimmy. Yeah. When you said
1: knucklehead, the two parts of this EP I think that I immediately thought about were this hook. And the EDM breakdown at the end of uh, Meanwhile.
0: Oh, I think maybe the biggest knucklehead moment of all is yet to come. Uh, awesome. Oh yeah, that is true. That is true. But yeah, I would I would maybe call
1: this Damon's best Melodica performance since Phase One.
0: Could be. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, we had the big the big coming the big Melodica comeback on uh, on that that uh, song on Song Machine, and uh, and it seems like we've unlocked <laughs> Melodica on Gorilla songs again, which is great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, big highlight, Jimmy Jimmy, What's Not to Like. Uh, really excellent personal verse, really catchy hook, great instrumentation. Love Very rootsy. It. So rootsy. Uh, pretty rootsy coming up here on this big uh, dance hall-infused track, Deja Vu. I like cocoa, cocoa. Deja Vu. Let me talk to you a little bit about Deja Vu and some of the credits and stuff about it. Um, talk to me about Deja Vu. Okay, so uh, the full title of Deja Vu is uh, Deja Vu Live from NW10. Um, Which is
1: like a postal the postal code of
0: Damon's studio or something, is that right? It is not. Uh, no, the, no. West I'm 10. Wrong. West 10 is where Studio 13 is. Um, gotcha. It's also not the postal code of the O2. Some people thought initially like, oh, maybe this is a live recording from those gigs that Gorilla just did at the O2. Uh, no, that's not in the northwest of London either. Um, the nearest I can figure. So this is like a it's an it's a area of northwest London that kind of intersects with the Brent and Ealing and Hammersmith and Fulham and Kensington and Chelsea areas. I think that maybe the Gorillas' rehearsal space is somewhere in this area and this recording is sourced from Gorillas' gig rehearsals um, as a result the credits like include all of the usual suspects of the Gorillas' live band Jeff Wooten and Shea Adelaika and uh, mm-hmm. Carl Vandenbosch all those guys um, but yeah I we do know that there is a some version of a studio thing floating around there is like uh, meanwhile moments on the on the Gorillas YouTube that shows uh, Alakai Hartley, Hartley the, the feature artist here at Studio 13 recording this part. So there is a studio version of it. Um, I think that this, I'm very glad that this is the version of this song that we have, though.
1: Yeah, I think it's great that we have a live take of this one. It is definitely the most energetic song on the EP. And I, I feel like maybe the live uh... Maybe the live recording feels a little less cohesive than a studio version might have uh, when it comes to the other two songs, but it's great to end the project on this note.
0: I think that this is like, this verse, this David verse is like the most in character 2D performance since possibly 1, 2, D, 3, like. Yeah, you took the words
1: right out of my mouth. I mean, lyrically, I like the future, I but it's like really hard to
0: get <laughs>
1: I think I'll wear a spacesuit and don't forget your seatbelt. Yeah, it's very 2D, very knuckleheaded.
0: And I think that I think that 2D's, like, Damon's live 2D vocal here, is, you couldn't get that effect from a, a nice, rounded-off studio vocal. Like, he sounds mm-hmm. warbly and kind of dumb in a really fun way, and, like... I always laugh when he makes that entrance. I like the future. It's so good. It 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 is coming on. That, that those lyrics could straight up be a response in a two D Reddit AMA. <laughs> they totally could. I mean like wasn't there hang on, let's can we pull open that email
1: we got from their manager real quick? Because there's a great two oh, D yeah. quote in the promotional material.
0: I'll grab it, hang on. Uh go yeah. for time while I do it.
1: Uh, it's just, like, you know, occasionally, like, Gorillaz loves to do this thing where, like, they'll announce a new project, and there will be, like, a quote, like, like accompanying the announcement. Oh, here we go, I found it. And it me. will just be, like, a <laughs> fucking pointless thing that is, like, okay, great, thanks for the info.
0: And this is a great example of that. Gorillaz Frontman 2D said, Meanwhile, gardens are just round the corner from Memory Lane. If you get to Crawley, you've gone too far. <laughs> yeah. Very good 2D impression. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think that this song is just like s- such a joy. I think the fact that Alakai Harley sounds like this, she burns the house down in a live She tears shit
1: up on this track. Her vocals sound super good. She's totally in the pocket. I love the climax when she's like really going off and, and the those backing singers are like drum hits at keep her. coming in. Oh, yeah, it's easily that, one dude. of the best parts of the whole EP. The background ensemble is really good too. I love those little... Parts that they're wrapping around Dane's lead vocal. Protect your head
0: or you'll end up dead. It's very dancehall. I can do
1: a lot of things nobody else can.
0: Love it. Very
1: dancehall. One of the most, like, authentically sounding dancehall songs that girls have ever made, I feel like. Like, this song sounds like it would really be at home on, like, an old Trojan records compilation or something like that.
0: And there's something about Alakai's melody here. Life was meant for living. If I do it again, I'll do it with you. It's like very Zoomer pop in like a very fun way. You know, like. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that lyric about time traveling from the distant past. Yeah, really, really excellent performance. The live energy is so great. Damon sounds like a total mullet-wearing knucklehead, and like <laughs> the lyrics are funny and great. It's like a bouncy, fun song about death, which is always a thing that I like. You know? Yeah, yeah. And it ends the EP on a great note. On a great note. What a, what a fun little like uh, taste of the carnival as we continue into the pandemic that seems like it will never end. Yeah. Are there Gorillaz live dates anywhere in the
1: future? It's like, weren't they <laughs> announced at some kind of festival or something? Primavera, maybe?
0: I mean, they did 02 and then they did right. something else after 02. Maybe, maybe there is a future one. I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me, but probably. Mm-hmm. We're coming back. Live music's coming back. Yeah, in Europe where people are compliant with public yeah. health guidelines. Yeah. Get your fucking vaccine, you little fucking twerps. If you're listening to what? this and you love your vaccine, <laughs> Go get stuck. You're not, you think you're important enough for the government to want to put a microchip in you? Fuck off. And you've probably already got like 10 kinds of microchips in you anyway from like
1: other stuff. Like if you've ever eaten at McDonald's, you probably have a microchip in you. Probably.
0: (laughs) Shelly, Shelly has like had to deal with in the city that I live in, Roseburg, some like real fucking tinfoil hat types uh, coming into her office. She's a doctor. And like the, one of them was even like, I'm not getting the vaccine because I've seen too much evidence that, that, it's a way for the government to implant a microchip in me. And Shelly was like, okay, well, how does that work though? Because the, the, the vaccines come 10 doses to a vial. So like, how do they make sure that one microchip gets into the needle for you? And she goes, well, the microchip chip is probably just already in the needle. And she's like, those are our needles. We use those for flu shots. The, like just any shot, give you a microchip. She's like, well, I just, uh, I'm not comfortable enough to do it. Fucking idiots. Idiots. Who's Shelly uh my wife you you what my wife
1: hey you want to talk about you want to rank uh the three songs on the ep sure should
0: we do that or the moments, moments first uh whatever dealer's choice let me uh let me do the moments, moments first why not let's do the moments, moments. right moments yeah sure uh <clears throat> my number 3 moment uh you you mentioned it already it's the kind of edm drop at the end of uh, meanwhile cool i i tried with my moments i tried to
1: like pick out one moment from each song and so my third favorite moment is uh the entire time damon is shredding that melodica on jimmy jimmy
0: love it uh my number two moment it's the it's the the first uh aj verse on jimmy jimmy where he talks about his rough upbringing on the streets so interesting to have something that kind of like intimate on a gorilla song you like that part more than the keenan and keller
1: reference you know yeah, probably do. It's close. It's got to be close. I imagine it's close. My second favorite moment is the climax towards the end of Deja Vu when Alakai Harley starts really going for it and the rest of the band keeps like stopping and starting behind her. Really good moment.
0: And my number one moment on the uh, on the EP is I like the future. <laughs> That's okay. a great
1: moment. My, my favorite moment on Meanwhile is the drop at the end of the title track. You already mentioned it. When hey. Damon really brings the
0: EDM flavor out of that synth part. If you got two Hallelujah monkeys putting the same moment in their top three, that's a good ass moment. It's gotta be a great moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do the rankings. Let's do the rankings. Sure. All
1: right. I feel like mine isn't gonna be too much of a surprise. Uh do you wanna do you wanna go like my third and then your third and we build up Sure. it or how you want to sure. do it?
0: Let's do your third, my third.
1: My third favorite song on uh, the Meanwhile EP is Jimmy Jimmy featuring AJ Tracy.
0: Pressure on you for sure. I mean, it's a yeah. it's a killer. My number mm-hmm. three. I'm gonna go with Meanwhile. I've, okay. You know, it's it's a it's a more sophisticated flavor than the other two. But maybe I maybe this is the mullet phase, and I want more. It's, of, a,
1: it's a little moody. Doesn't really jump out the same way the other two. I can see it definitely. Yeah, sure. Uh, what's your number two? My second favorite song on Meanwhile is Deja Vu featuring Alakai Harley.
0: Hey, uh, my number two, uh, Jimmy Jimmy. Jimmy right. Jimmy is my number two. I like it. And that leaves only for your number one.
1: My number one song on Meanwhile, which is Meanwhile.
0: It's just the same as I thought it would be. Yeah, it always is. (laughs) My number one, I mean, by process of elimination, you already know Deja Vu. It's a big party.
1: Really good song. That was definitely the one that made the most impression on me the first time I heard this one, for sure. I was like, that's my favorite song on the EP. if meanwhile hadn't snuck up from behind it probably would still be number one
0: but i think all three of these are big winners i mean this is a great gift really
1: great little concise little listen you know you want to spend 10 minutes listening to some great gorilla songs throw on
0: meanwhile you know a late summer surprise a little bit of dance hall from the gorillas what a what a beautiful thing never would have expected it. what more could you ask for i'll tell you what i'll ask for that fucking special edition of the self-titled coming this year i'm looking forward to that
1: yeah, I'll also ask people uh who want to you know engage a little more with How Will You Monkey's content to follow us on Twitter.
0: Oh yeah, at, at Gorillas
1: Fancast. Gorillas Fancast. Figure out how to join our Discord while you're at it. Always something yeah. going down on the Discord. People talk about gorillas on there. People talk about the stuff that Kanye West has been
0: up to on there. It's a <laughs> if you want to follow great my place to talk about things. If you want to follow my friend and co-host Trevor Ickrath uh, on Twitter, you can at T R V R K R T H, which is just Trevor Ickrath with all the vowels taken out, that's on the Twitter platform.
1: And if you want to follow my good friend and beloved co-host on Twitter, you could follow him at Dylan Flynn. D-I-L-L-O-N Flynn. Yeah, dude, this is it. We did it. We reviewed the thing. (laughs) So great to sit down and talk about gorilles with you once again. I'm sure we'll be back to do the same thing again before too long. But until then, I'll just say that I've been Trevor Ickrath. I've been Dylan Flynn. Don't get lost in heaven. Demo! Play me play me play my play me. on let me just give you a clean one of these real quick, okay? Yeah. Personally, I'm just glad that there's finally a gorilla song about, you know, cracking open up. I can't say that phrase. <laughs> Personally, I'm just glad that there's finally a gorilla song about, you know, cracking open. Damn. <laughs> what's what's with me? I don't know. Personally, I'm just glad that there's finally a gorilla song about cracking open up a cracking open up. Cracking open a cold one with your boys. Cracking open a cold one with your boys. Personally, I'm just glad that there's finally a gorilla song about cracking open a cold one with your boys. You know what? Why don't you leave me fumbling put through this that phrase? The yeah, that's what you do. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs>